Hey everybody, this is Brad, back with another cricket episode of Centre Bounce Cover Drive. The Cricket and AFL podcast gives you all the latest updates, hot takes and discussions. So without anything else being said, let's get into another episode. So Lucas is away for, this is his third week away now. Uh, I didn't do an episode last week, um, just purely because I'm just, there's not as much to talk about with just me, so I figured that this week that I'm doing, now I'm doing it, there'll be extra cricket news to talk about. I've got two weeks worth of stuff to talk about, so that'll be really great. We're going to be talking, talking from all the way from Australia's game against England, all the way down to the two semi-finals that have just happened, and then we'll see, I'll talk about my predictions for the ODI World Cup, um, which is on Sunday. And obviously, uh, the AFL draft is in two days, so I'll be talking about that, but that episode won't come out for a few more days now. Um, But yes, so there will be an episode, AFL 1, for this week, but the week after that, Lucas is back. But yes, so one more week without him, and yeah. So we'll move on to the Australian-English game. We went into this game pretty comfortable. We were missing Maxwell and Mitchell Marsh, but that didn't really... Look, it bothered us a little bit, but I think it was okay considering we still got the win. Uh, We were all out for 286 after 49.3 overs, and England were chasing, and they hit 253 all out, 48.1 overs in. So Travis Head and David Warner, our strike duo at the top, fell quite early. Travis Head went for 11, David Warner went for 15. Um, which which obviously started the problems for us, considering they've been our main source of runs, our openers. Um, but Steve Smith and Marnus Lubbershane were able to get a really nice partnership going. So Steve Smith hit 44, Lubbershane hit 71, and that got us to a, a pretty decent score. Cameron Green hit 47, Stoinis hit 35, so a bit better from our middle order. So we ended up on 286, probably a score that we probably weren't too happy with. I think we should we would have been going for at least 350, but um, this was a good chance to see if our bowlers had what it takes to back up a good back up a n- not super convincing score, and they struck straight straight away. Mitchell Marsh got Johnny Bairstow on the first ball, he fell for a golden duck, uh, and then Joe Root fell pretty soon after actually, uh, for, for they were two for 19. Their main the main partnership was then Ben Stokes and Dwavid Milan after that. Milan hit 50, Stokes hit 64, Moen Alley hit 42, and that got them to 253, just short in the end. Uh, nice counter punch at the end from Adil Rashid, but yeah, they just fell short in the end, and that was that was uh, probably a game that Australia would have liked to win by a bit more, but that's okay, they got the win there. Uh, yeah. India then played South Africa. So this was... This was uh, this was going to be a very good clash. Top of the table clash. First versus second. Uh, and now, obviously, India did win the toss. India won the toss and elected to bat, which is a very smart move against South Africa because South Africa have had a huge problem with chasing. They can't seem to chase a score. And it really worked in this case. India won by 243 runs, which is quite a lot. They batted first. Uh, and they got off to a flying start with Rohit Sharma, who's been amazing again. He hit 40 runs, Shubman Gill, 23, and the main man, Virat Kohli, hit 101 not out. Um, and we had some good middle-order batting again from India, just solid, solid performances all over the park against a quality South African bowling attack, and they were able to get 326, which is a very respectable score. 
and knowing South Africa, uh, they were never going to be able to chase us down. And they really couldn't against a super-class Indian bowling attack, the best bowling attack in the competition. Um, and look, they, yep, they're amazing. Jadeja picking up five wickets. Uh, Shami picked up two. And uh, they were all out for 83. So, yep. Quinton de Kock went was the first one to go. He went early. He went early, so did Temba, Temba Bavuma. Uh, Vendor Dustin, soon after that, Mark Ram, Clarkson, Miller. The highest score hit was actually 14 by Marco Jansen. Um, so, yep. Pretty poor there from South Africa. It shows that they really cannot chase, and their quality batting lineups really only good for uh, batting first. So, a bit disappointing for South Africa. They would have wanted that to be a super close game, but credit to India, who are just dominating this competition once more. Uh, Sri Lanka versus Bangladesh. Not much to say about this game. Bangladesh, probably the uh, underdogs going into this one and were able to scrape away th- with the win against Sri Lanka, which they would have been very happy with. Uh, yeah, so they won They won by three wickets. Then we move on to a very, very impressive game. This is one that we'll probably talk about for a bit now. This one, it'll be talked about in the news uh, out in the world for ages, forever. Uh, Afghanistan versus Australia. So, I'm going to talk you through this one. Um, Afghanistan Afghanistan won the toss and they elected to bat first. Well, it looked like a decent wicket to bat on. And they proved this. It was a decent wicket to bat on. Uh, they they started pretty well. They lost their first wicket in the seventh over. But then, uh, after that, they got a decent partnership going. And they were able to really, uh, really control the innings against Australia. Uh... We talked about this multiple times. Australia's top order, uh, sorry, Australia's bowling in the uh, in the power play has been a huge problem. They need to they need to be getting much more wickets, especially against a side like Afghanistan, who have actually had a decent competition, but are a much weaker team than us. Uh, so we only res- got one wicket in the power play. Um, Zadran, one of their openers, hit 129. And he was the high score. He scored most of the runs for them. And they got 291, which is a decent score. Something that Australia would go, yeah, we can chase that down. So, look, but I think Afghanistan batted pretty well um, to get that score. Rashid Khan hit 35. Quick cameo at the end. So, look, I think I think Afghanistan would be happy with that. But I think Australia would also be happy with that. It's one of those scores that, depending on what the wicket's doing, it can uh, it can vary. Uh, but I think... I think... I think... The wicket, the wicket was a decent batting wicket, so I think Australia would be more happy with that score. But uh, surprisingly, the wicket was nice and true for Afghanistan. But as soon as Australia got out to bat, Afghanistan were able to utilise the seam movement and they were swinging the ball both ways. It was very, very impressive. Australian, the Australian batters really struggled. Travis Head uh, went on his second ball in the second over. He went for went for a duck, second ball duck. Uh, which which was the first wicket to go, and that was that was really shocking. Mitchell Marson came to the crease. He had a really quick fire with David Warner, quick fire of 24, and then he fell as well. Australia were two for 43. Manus, Manus Labashain came to the crease with David Warner, and David Warner was really not going. This was not not like David Warner. He tries to slog sleep one, just a beautiful inswinger that comes back and bowled him. So he goes for 18. Australia three for 49. And, by the way, Afghanistan still had two slips in at this point. The ball was nipping away. Travis had nicked it to slips. Marsh had caught LBW. 
Uh, Inglis came in. He went for a golden duck. He nicked it to slips as well. So this ball is still moving incredibly well. Australia are 4 for 49 here. All hope pretty much lost. Maybe not all hope at this point, but it was a very big struggle. Minus Labuschagne and Maxwell batted for a, batted for a few overs. Not very long, though. Um, and then some poor co- communicating, not strong calling, and Marnus was run out for 14, so he was gone. Uh, and out came Marcus Stornis to partner with Glenn Maxwell. Glenn Maxwell started to ramp up the runway a little bit, hit a few boundaries, started to get us going. And then Stornis uh, tried to reverse sweep Rashid Khan, and he's gone LBW, so Stornis went for six. Mitchell Stark came in. Rashid Khan got him as well, so he went for three. And all of a sudden... With Pat Cummins and Maxwell at the crease, Australia won for 97. At this point in the game, Australia had a 0.4 chance, 0.4% chance of winning. Super low. Super, super low. I think everyone, if you looked at the Australian dressing room, everyone thought they'd lost it. It was horror. It was shocked. The Afghanistan crowd was on their feet. They could not believe it. It was so loud. The it was it was it was truly incredible how how Afghanistan how the Afghanistan um, players supporters they were they were alive they were loving it Australia were absolutely shocked. Now the game's not over yet. Glenn Maxwell uh, he batted he batted really well. He got out there he just hit boundary after boundary after boundary. Uh, Pat Cummins his job was just to stand there and defend every delivery. He, his job was not to hit runs. His job was just to just to survive, and he finished on 12 of 68 deliveries, and he did his job superbly, that was his job, and credit to our skipper, who's done an amazing job the whole competition, and he held on and got us this, actually got us this win, he got us the win, Australia won by three wickets, he held on and got us the win, it wasn't just him though, Glenn Maxwell, what a player, what a player, he hit 21 fours, and 10 sixes at a strike rate of 157 Glenn Maxwell hit the first Australian to first Australian to hit 200 runs in a in a ODI now um, this was absolutely incredible could not be, no one could believe this after he got to 100 he started getting cramps he could not he could no longer run between the wickets so they didn't run. Then further on, later after that, he couldn't even move his feet. He had to stand still and hit six after six after six. He was flicking them everywhere. It, they've said to be the greatest uh, greatest knock in ODI history. The greatest innings. Possibly the greatest innings in hi- the history of cricket. It was amazing. While he was out there, he didn't just save Australia and hi- and save and hit the best innings ever and do the impossible that no one thought could ever happen. He actually broke, broke about seven records while I was out there. He hit the highest individual score in ODIs when you're batting at number six. Highest score for a non-opener in ODIs. Highest individual score in ODI run chase. Highest partnership for the seventh wicket or below in ODIs. Third highest individual score in World Cups. Second fastest double hundred in ODIs by balls. And the first Australian to hit a double hundred in ODI cricket. So, uh, absolutely insane by Glenn Maxwell. What a player. Uh, yeah, he's saved us multiple times. He's broken so many records this World Cup. 
he is he is a true hero, and we are so glad to have him in our batting lineup. So, uh, Glenn Maxwell saved Australia in that game, and Australia then won by three wickets with 19 balls left. Move on to the next one, which was England versus Netherlands. England destroyed Netherlands in this one, actually, quite convincingly. It was good. England got their first win. I'm not going to say I'm happy, but, I mean, they got a win, which was good. Ben Stokes hit 100. Not much to say about that. Um, but, yeah, England won by 160 runs, so credit to them. The next game after that was South Africa. Oh, not South Africa. Sri Lanka versus New Zealand. Super close game, actually. No, not really. Not super close. Look, it was close-ish, but uh, New Zealand had them every day of the week. They were chasing, and they they lost really early wickets, but they chased it down super quickly, the New Zealanders. They chased down the score of 171 in just 23 overs, so they won by five wickets with lots of time remaining. Um, Afghanistan then played South Africa. South Africa... Defeated them reasonably, com- reasonably comfortably. Then uh, Bangladesh played Australia. Bangladesh hit a decent score of 308. Australia were put out, put into bat with not not the easiest score to chase. Uh, and Travis Head fell pretty early on. He fell for 10 in the uh, third over. So Australia were 1 for 12. And then it was David Warner. David Warner who hit 53. He was out. And then Mitchell Marsh, 177. Uh, he was the main scorer there, and Steve Smith hit 63. So it was the top order that did it for us there. Very good batting from especially David Warner, Mitchell Marsh, and Steve Smith. Credit to Marsh, another amazing ODI knock, and Australia got across the line with uh, eight wickets remaining, 32 balls left. England then played Pakistan. Pakistan looking to probably win this game. They went in as the favourites, and England crushed them again. England batting first, showing... They actually hit another reasonably good total. Uh, their top order batted well. Joe Root, Ben Stokes. Uh, so they they played quite well. Pakistan did not chase well. Baba Razam, Mohammad Rizwan weren't able to do what they needed to do. It was good bowling from England. Fellas like uh, Chris Wokes, who bowled quite well, and uh, Adil Rashid and Moen Ali. So England got another win. Uh, good on them. This was the last game of the... World Cup group stage. India versus Netherlands. India hit 410 for four. So they they hit a lot of runs. Uh, it was Virat, Kohli who hit 51, Shudman Gill who hit 51, Rohit Sharma who hit 61, um, and Isla hit 128, and Kale Rahul hit 102. So all, all their top five batsmen getting above 50. So... Incredible by, and two of them getting hundreds, so incredible by India. And they bowled pretty well to Netherlands, who were just not able to get going there. They had they had 11 bowlers bowl. Not 11. They had nine. Nine, nine of their players bowled. That's incredible, yeah. So they had nine of their players bowl. Uh, and look, they their economy was very good. Jasper Brummer, incredible again. Mohamed Siraj, Mohamed Shami. Jadeja. They have such a class bowling lineup and it was very good to see. Dominant win. So the table finished as India, South Africa, Australia, New Zealand. They're the top four teams. Then we had Pakistan, Afghanistan, England, Bangladesh, Sri Lanka, and Netherlands finished with the wooden spoon. So we move on to the semi final games. India versus New Zealand. 
this has always been going to be a cracker. Uh, obviously, some tension there from those two teams who played in last World Cup um, against each other, and New Zealand pulled away with the win then. So, uh, India would have been looking for some revenge. But, India won the toss, and they elected to bat. Rohit Sharma got them off to a flyer. Hit 47. Shubman Gill hit 80. Virat Kohli, 117. He stood up again. Isla hit 105. He's been incredible. Carol Hall, 39. So they hit 397, which is a very impressive score against a quality New Zealand team. Uh, and probably a team, a, a, a score that their bowling lineup can easily back up considering the quality of it. So uh, India obviously batted really well. Uh, but then New Zealand came out of the blocks flying. Uh, they lost wickets reasonably early, but it was Kane Williamson and Daryl Mitchell who hit a really good score. Who hit really good scores to get them to three two seven all out. Uh, so they 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 put everything out there on the pitch. New Zealand they played really well, but they just couldn't do it against a super quality uh, Indian bowling lineup. Look, they looked really good. New Zealand, but after a while, the Indian bowls just wore them down, and India make their way to the World Cup final with a win of 70 runs over New Zealand. <coughs> the second semi-final was South Africa versus Australia. South Africa won the toss and elected to bat, which is which is exactly what they would want to do. They know they can't chase. They know they need to get out there and bat. Uh, but the pitch, the pitch was really favourable for Australia. There was a bit of moisture in it. The Australian bowls were able to get some seat movement. Stark was able to swing the ball. Hazelwood was beautiful. And in the second over, Temba Bavuma fell. No, it was actually in the first over. Last ball of the first over, Temba Bavuma fell for a duck. Mitchell Stark picked up that, so that was a huge opening wicket for Australia. Quinta de Kock fell soon after, having them at shambles at two for eight. Mark Ram then fell. Three. There were three for 22. Markram fell for 10. Vander Dustin then was out. They were 4 for 24. And then, so they were in deep trouble then. And um, so the Australian bowlers did really well. And it was Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood that started off really well. They had some really good economy. Mitchell Stark had 3.4 economy and Josh Hazelwood 1.5, which is amazing. After Josh Hazelwood's 8 overs. So the Australian bowlers bowled really well. Maxwell, great economy. Zampa was actually the most expensive one. <coughs> and credit to Travis Head who picked up some really important wickets. But for South Africa, it was David Miller and Clarsen who saved them and got them to a respectable score of 212. It was decent considering the wicket that was played on. So Miller picked up 101. He was their main scorer. Australia then came out to bat. Travis Head hit 62 runs of 48 balls. Uh, which got us off to a flyer. Australia were going... Him and David Warner were going at six and over for the first six overs. So they really attacked this run chase with some real aggression. They wanted to get it done quickly. <coughs> David Warner then fell pretty soon after that. Fell for 29. Uh, Mitchell Marsh. Mitchell Marsh fell super quick. He was gone for a duck, which left Steve Smith and Travis Head to partner. They partnered on for a bit. Travis Head fell in the 14th over. Australia were three for 106, but very much in control of the game at that point. Labashane. Labashane came in, he hit 18, wasn't really good enough uh, last night amongst with some of our batters who, it the game shouldn't have been that close, they could have batted better. Labashane fell, we were 4 for 133. Glenn Maxwell fell for a duck, 
We're five for 137. Sorry, Maxwell actually hit one run, so not a duck. And then Steve Smith fell after that, and then Josh English, which left us at seven for 193. So Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins had to finish off the job. And it was some really good bowling from likes like Shamsi and uh, Mahan Raj. Some of their spinners bowled really well. Rabada. Uh, so good on South Africa. They they tried to defend the total, but Australia, they sh- really should have done it quicker. But they got themselves over the line. They won by three wickets with 16 balls remaining. And they're also heading to a World Cup final against India. <coughs> it's going to be a really tough game for Australia against India in the World Cup final. We know the class of India. They're going to come out all guns blazing. It doesn't matter if they bat first, they bat second. Their quality, they have really no weaknesses. Australia are going to find it really tough out there to try and put India on the back foot. But I think that's what Australia are going to have to do. They're going to have to start their bowling like they did against South Africa. They're going to have to have India four, four down really quickly, a few wickets down. They need, they need as many wickets in the power play as they can get. Four wickets in the power play would be really, really handy for Australia. Um... Even two would be amazing. Getting rid of the likes like Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli is going to be huge for Australia. But then again, on India's hand, India know that Australia are not good at chasing. I think if India can post a good total, Australia are not going to have the quality to chase <coughs> with India's uh, super amazing bowling attack. So Australia's big big batters are going to have to stand up. They're going to have to bat well. Uh, but I think India, if they can bowl that consistent line and length that they have this whole competition, they're it's gonna they're gonna be very hard to beat, and I'm I'm tipping them as favourites in the World Cup final. So that's gonna be the episode for this week. Uh, yeah, there's not not much to say. Go Australia in the World Cup final. We'll see how we go against India. It's gonna be tough. <coughs> gonna be hard. Uh, but I think if we were at our best, we can we can probably we can probably bring it to them. So yeah, it's been Centre Bounce Cover Drive. I'm Brad, and we'll see you next round.